Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Can you go from crafting at your kitchen table to a multi-million dollar business? As CEO, Holly Daniels Christensen has proved, yes, using grit and the actual sand beneath her toes, that's exactly what this entrepreneur has done. The founder of Dune Jewelry left home at 15 years old and never looked back. She held a variety of jobs with stints as a zookeeper, pharmacy technician, promotional model, bartender, and cell phone car and cruise salesperson. She also spent 14 successful years as a top agent in Boston's highly competitive real estate market. This unique bootstrap entrepreneur who proved she was unafraid of hard work was voted 2016 Woman-Owned Business of the Year from Massachusetts and New England by the Small Business Association. In 2018, Inc. Magazine honored Dune Jewelry on its 37th annual Inc. 5000 list, which is the most prestigious ranking of the nation's fastest-growing private companies. The list represents a unique look at the most successful companies within the American economy's most dynamic segment, its independent small businesses. Currently, Dune Jewelry is the one and only experiential jewelry brand in the world. Holly is an advocate for giving back to the community and is proud to spearhead many fundraisers each year for nonprofit organizations. In addition, Dune often donates a portion of their sales throughout the year to various charities. Currently, the company has surpassed over 200,000 in charitable donations. Holly's book, Happiness Comes in Waves, released in May 2022. Happiness Comes in Waves provides life lessons filled with inspiring stories and quotations from the Dune community and ocean advocates, illustrated with gorgeous photographs of the ocean, shorelines, and beaches. Each chapter is dedicated to a theme with chapters on being unstoppable, adventurous, creative, grounded, soulful, and abundant. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. 
So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Welcome, Holly Daniels Christensen. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited to have you. I am wearing my beautiful piece from your Dune collection. I love it. Yes. We were just talking how it has Sands of Vieques, which is a very, very special place for me because it's the place where my sister and I spent, you know, her last days visiting there. And so this is special. Thank you so much for this beautiful and it is just gorgeous. I love it. (laughs) beautiful on you. And, and obviously the sentimental value is even more valuable. So beautiful. All right. So are you ready to pour into our listeners? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So Holly, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. I have had a colorful path Mm -hmm. to leadership. I dropped out of high school when I was 15 years old due to a kind of a tumultuous childhood. And I started working and working and working. And at times I would be working three jobs at the same time, you know, bartending and sales. And I used to do promotional modeling and things like that. Always kind of working to put a roof over my head as opposed to working toward my passion or fulfilling any big dreams. But the great thing about that is that I got to work for so many leaders and so many managers that I was able to take a little piece of everyone's management style, everyone's personalities, and take that with me and kind of use the ones that I loved and discard the ones that I knew I didn't want to bring into my future. And now I run my company, Dune Jewelry, which I started at my kitchen table in 2010. And now we're a multi-million dollar jewelry brand. I have 30 full-time team members and about 40 outside sales representatives. And every day is still a learning curve, quite honestly, Lily. (laughs) So Dune is a unique jewelry experience, I would say. (laughs) Um, So tell us about what this is, because it's a gorgeous piece. Tell us more. Thank you. It is what I call experiential jewelry because every single piece holds an experience for the customer or the recipient. We use sand and earth elements from thousands of memorable and iconic locations all over the world. And we inlay it handcrafted into each design. So every single piece is personalized. A great example would be maybe your family has a beach home on Cape Cod and you've been going every single summer since you were born. And, you know, it's a very sentimental place for you. You can send us a little pinch of that sand and we can create pieces from that. Or most likely we have it in our sand bank. We actually catalog over 5,000 sands and earth elements in our sand bank right now today. Wow. So I know that it was a process for me. Um, So I selected the jewelry and then I did go to the sand bank and then you were able to inlay it black sand from Vieques in this beautiful piece. But what gave you this idea? Well, I was working alongside my childhood best friend, Kelly Quinn. She was making ornaments out of sand. I grew up on Cape Cod, where some of the most beautiful beaches. Of course, I use that in my example, too, because I hear that story a lot. But these little ornaments were just so sweet. And I would take them and sell them arts and craft shows for Kelly. And I was helping her build that business. And we decided, what's next? 
ornaments are great, but oftentimes they're being taken out once a year. What can we do that people are going to be able to hold on to forever? And something that'll be almost like a tangible memory, a tangible reminder of your most favorite moments. And we were like, oh, let's go take some jewelry classes. And at that point, I had settled into a career in real estate development and sales in the Boston market. And this was kind of my side hustle. I had always been creative, but this was just like putting on a new pair of glasses. Like this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. And so where can we connect with you? (laughs) At too many places. You ever notice that? Now everyone can get in touch with you so many different places, but we have an incredible website, dunejewelry.com. And it's dune jewelry as if it was a sand dune is where the name came up. But over the years, people have started sending in all kinds of elements like crushed granite from the Rocky Mountains. Someone sent in coal recovered from the Titanic that we crushed up and put into some of the designs. People send in ashes. We do cremains, human and pet. We've done flower petals from weddings, flower petals from funerals, anything that holds a memory for you that's special to you, most likely we can put into our jewelry. And you can find us at dunejewelry.com, as well as Instagram, Dune Jewelry, Facebook, Dune Jewelry, TikTok, Dune Jewelry, even Twitter, Dune Jewelry. We're everywhere. Oh, yay. That's awesome. Okay. So Holly, as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? I'm learning that business is difficult and you can never stop learning. You can never stop evolving. The second you stop, things just become stagnant or things start to decline because we're in such a fast moving world. And I know a lot of us are striving for homework balance and things like that. But if you can find a way to make learning fun for you, the sky's the limit. I need to learn by doing, you know, I can sit and read a book all day long, but honestly, it's experience for me. That is how I learn the best. So I'm always out trying to learn new things. My children are nine and 10 years old. So I learn a lot from them. And right now I'm learning that the business can be very difficult. And we're in these unprecedented times where it's, we're having issues that we've never faced before finding and retaining team members. I mean, we've never experienced that in the 12 years we've been in business, but we are experiencing it now. And I'm kind of grateful for it because it's showing me and allowing me to understand the needs of my team members more than I did previously. I love that because as a leader, you want to learn from those difficult times to explore that as a leader. And I think you're spot on in that it is a good place to be, even though it's difficult. Yeah. It's interesting because even today I had a conversation with one of our artists and she came to me with some ideas. She was like, I've noticed a few more people than previously, because she's been with us about four years, are leaving. And she said, I had some ideas. I'm like, oh my God. And that's my favorite conversation to have with people that are actually in the trenches. And she was explaining how difficult it is to pay off your student loans, which of course we all know, but if we're not experiencing it right now, which I'm not personally, and I never did because of my path, You just don't know until someone says, hey, they're transparent with you. And they say, this is how much I pay every month. And this is how much my partner pays every month. And do you know that it equals the same as our rent? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I should know that. But I didn't realize it was that much of a burden. So, And I love that they can come to you 
and share that you're approachable and that speaks to who you are as a leader. Now, when you think of leadership today, Holly, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? I'm most hopeful of the diversity I'm seeing in leadership. I do think that it's changing and that's very hopeful. I think that many businesses and many industries have been led by one very specific demographic and sex for so long. And I think that's a problem. It's a challenge for the entire world because oftentimes you've got blinders on, right? And I think what's happening in the workforce now is a great challenge for people because people are being forced to understand other people's perspectives, how they've been brought up, how they learn, how they perform best, what's important to them. I think that for so long, people just assumed it was about money, you know, well, if we give that person more money, they'll stay or they'll do this job or that job. And that's just not the way the world is working anymore. It's really about quality of life. Uh, One thing that I like to do, and I just had a conversation today with another separate team member is we've always done a really good job at putting people in positions that work for them. Like if you have a great team member, but they're not excelling at the position they're in at the moment, retain them, figure out what does excite them. Can you even make or create a position for them that might benefit the company? And we've done that for a really long time and it's worked. So diversity is certainly something that we can always improve on. But one of the things we don't talk about a lot is inclusion. You know, you have diversity and inclusion. You can have diversity. Yay. It looks good on paper and you can take a nice picture. How do you improve how we grow in including everybody, including the people that think differently from us? I believe that upcoming leaders have to really look at themselves first and understand what's the hang up. Why aren't you willing to open up your eyes and listen to what your team is saying or colleagues are saying? I think too many people get in a leadership position and all of a sudden they're not listening or maybe they're listening, but they're not actually absorbing what anyone around them is saying because they've got a vision. They want to execute it, but nobody can execute their vision on their own. If you're in a growing industry or you're trying to grow your business or your positions. You've got to be inclusive, right? You have no choice. You want to build a team that also shares your vision. And the only way to do that is to be humble and listen to the people around you. You need to absorb it. You know, you can hear it, but you need to absorb it. Try to put yourself in that person's shoes and understand why they have the opinions that they have. All of those things are so important. It's challenging. Yeah, it's challenging because we have to look in the mirror and asking those questions. Why do I feel the way I do? And then moving forward and expanding on that. I think so many people lead with ego without even realizing it. I've done it. And I'm a pretty down to earth, artistic leader. You know, I started as an artist, got a wonderful mentor. And that's how I learned how to read a PL and understand if my balance sheet was looking healthy and things like that. So even me as an artist, I've had days where I've led with ego and you can get away with it for a while, I'm sure. And people have for years, but mark my words moving forward, that is not the way to run a successful business. And judging from what you're saying right now, you strike me as someone who leads with vulnerability. How important is that in leadership? 
I'm a small business owner, so I know it's different for everyone in different positions, but I think vulnerability is really important. And I think connecting with your people is important. I got away from it. I was traveling a lot this past year, opening a brick and mortar in Ketchikan, Alaska. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful cruise port in Southeast Alaska, but I wasn't here and I was kind of caught up in this big, exciting new adventure and it did not serve my business well. It starts to erode the foundation of what you've built, especially if you're a business owner and you've got to be careful of that. So I'm back in the studio. We're actually moving. We just purchased a building. That's what all those boxes are in back <laughs> of me. And it feels really good to be side by side with everyone and know I can't do it every day because there are other projects that I need to be focused on, but it's certainly been a learning experience over the past couple of months. So what would you do differently for your company now that you know? I think make more of an effort instead of returning home from a day on site where we're constructing a new store and just being so tired and being reactive to the 150 emails in my inbox and getting through those make my team a priority. So before I dive into those 150 emails, write them a little email that just says, hey, this is what happened today. Not every day, but every other day or twice a week so that everyone feels included, whether it's you know my packaging person or my shipping person to the management team. And again, it's small business, right? I have 30 employees, 30 team members, but I think that makes a big difference. And I'm sure there's a way to apply it if you have 150 or 1500 team members. There's always a way to apply small business practice to big business. And also raising up leaders around you who can do the work when you're not there. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly important. And that has been more challenging than I had realized. I'm making changes now in my business, but I think that I probably could have done a better job at that over the past couple of years. And I do think some people kind of lost their way during COVID. And I I was one of those people because you're in panic mode, right? You're like, okay, how am I going to keep my business afloat as opposed to like, oh, how am I going to make Sarah the next big leader? How is James going to be our next manager? So, All right. Thank you so much. So we have a surprise question from one of our former guests. Carl Hughes wants to know, what is your purpose in life? Like, what's the point of your life? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I do feel like I should know this right off the top of my head, but here I go on a little ramble. I mean, the purpose of my life professionally is to remind people that the world is full of adventure Mm -hmm. and love and experiences. And even though we feel like every little thing is stuck in our phones and everything's become so virtual and so digital with my company, Dune, the point is to create tangible reminders of life's precious moments. I can look down, I can hold on to this necklace or rub this necklace and remember my first family vacation with my husband, my two daughters in St. Thomas. And that's really special these days because I remember when I was a kid, we would print out photographs and you'd have a big photo album and you'd put them in and organize them and maybe make little notes and stuff or write on the back of the photo. We don't do that anymore. It's all stuck in our phones. So my purpose is to create tangible reminders of life's best 
moments and to also create a business where people can come and thrive and actually enjoy their work and feel valued. And then to raise two little daughters that hopefully will take over the business, but (laughs) that's questionable. They're kind of like one wants to be a dog walker and the other one wants to have a horse barn. So we're not there. (laughs) They, They still need jewelry, no matter what they do. So I love it. And, you know, I can certainly hear your passion and it's so connected to the work that you do, which is what also makes this jewelry so beautiful. Thank you for all you do. Now, Holly, as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? I'm always curious how people stay motivated day in and day out. What's your motivation and how do you get up every single day? and stay motivated and excited about what you're doing. Great question, Holly. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think being a leader, whether you're a business owner or high-level executive or an aspiring entrepreneur, we have such an opportunity to make a difference and do business differently. And that's exciting to me. And I hope that if you are deciding to start your own business or you know, as you climb up the ranks in a large corporation, hopefully you're also thinking about the environment and mankind and what we can do to ensure that there's a safe and happy and thriving future for generations to come. I love it. (laughs) It's a beautiful way to close us out. Holly, thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. It's been a great conversation. Have a great day. Thanks, Lily. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.